I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, and this is Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. Today, we continue our Crusader coaching profiles with Holy Cross softball head coach, Kimberly Stiles. Coach Stiles is in her second year with the Crusaders. During her debut season, she led the Crusaders to their first 20-win campaign since 1999. In fact, their 21 wins last year were actually the third most ever in a Holy Cross softball season. We're thrilled to have her joining us today. Coach Stiles, welcome to Sater Stories. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. What's the energy like for you and your team right now as you ramp up in Patriot League play? Yeah, I mean, I think we're just really focused on continuing to improve and and build upon what we did last year. But more importantly, like this group finding their identity. Um, we spent a lot of time talking about making sure the culture is really good in our program, and that you know we never get too high after a win and and too low after a loss. Like we we try to make sure we stay right in the middle, stay grounded, and and keep working hard. We're definitely seeing some young talent on your squad. Your freshman shortstop, Anna Brate, is off to an awesome start. Already a Patriot League Rookie of the Week honoree, top 10 in the conference for batting average and RBIs. What puts her ahead of the curve for a first-year player? Yeah, I mean, I think she just has a really, really good mentality. She she works super hard. Um, she's a really great team kid. She's she's the first one to celebrate success of her teammates. Um, she's also just a really incredible person. She's kind and, and funny and just somebody everybody enjoys being around too. So I think it it meshes well when you see a kid who's who's doing things the right way and seeing the success from that. Yeah, that positive personality is so key. You've got some talent in the circle as well. Sophia Roncone, Megan Yurchik, also top 10 in the Patriot League in total strikeouts. When you're setting goals with your staff, what are you really hoping to accomplish? we tend to focus on, on the small skills. So if we do all of the small skills, right, that's going to lead to big scale victories. So, you know, we really focus on, you know, how many hits we're getting a game and we know, you know, through the first part of the season, we knew, okay, we're hitting, you know, right around 240. you know, so if through the next 15 games, we get seven, eight hits a game, you know, that shoots our batting average up to 270, 275 as a team. So, you know, kind of focusing on those small details that are really going to lead to success in the end. You know, but I think for us, it's really about celebrating small victories and then big victories is is the ultimate goal. But we have to really focus on progress and doing what we can do to keep getting better every single day. You and your team certainly had some big successes last year. I think it's safe to say you exceeded expectations, especially for a new coach on campus. How do you feel your players best responded to your new approach? Yeah, I mean, I I am certainly a pretty positive person. I'm not not really a yeller. I'm not somebody who is it that that's not my coaching style at all. I think very much I'm somebody who likes to break down the problems and figure out how we fix them. Um, and we did a lot of that last year. You know, for us, it's about where are our problem areas and how do we fix those areas? Um, but also, how do we keep getting better at the things that we're already doing well? And then in terms of your coaching career now, for the better part of a decade, you've been a head coach guiding programs. How would you say you've grown most as a leader? Oh, my goodness. Um, so I was a head coach at 24, which I think is probably crazy young. And if I could go back and tell myself then the things I know now, I think probably the first would be like, you got to live in peaks and valleys in a baseball and softball season. It happens to everybody. Just trying to stay in a good headspace as the head coach, because your kids are really looking to you for leadership. And we play so many games that like nothing is ever too big. And 
just being patient and, and learning to really value the student athletes off the field as much as you do on the field, if not more. Like I think relationship building for me is something that I've really grown at. Um, and that's a big part of our program. Like we really spend the time with the kids and we want them in the office and we want to get to know them and for them to feel comfortable. And, and this is their home and we spend more time with them the four years they're in college than they do with their families. So that's really important to us as a program. And that's something that I've learned as a head coach is that winning programs and successful programs, you've got to do that stuff right. Wow. I'm thinking about a 24 year old head coach. You probably have some fifth year seniors at that point who are almost your peers. What's that dynamic like when you're coaching almost equals in terms of your age? Yeah. I mean, I, it was a long time ago now, but um, <laughs> I, I think the, the big thing for me is that like, I took what I liked from coaches that I had played for um, and, and what I didn't like from coaches that I had played for and just kind of developed my own style. And it, and it worked. And I had an athletic director who trusted me as a young head coach. And he was like, no, you're on the right page. Keep, keep trucking. And just kind of continued to build that style. That's, that's built on seeing value in the student athletes and, and pushing them hard and expecting a lot from them, but also really loving them hard too. Let's take a short break. When we get back, we'll talk with coach styles about her path to Holy cross. That's next right here on Seder stories. At fuel America, We've created a place for people to gather, to share their stories. We are a destination, and we are a starting point. Because Fuel America is not just our name, it's our mission. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Wegmans Meals To Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more and poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. The right way to top a sub is with real red wine vinegar made from red grapes and no food coloring. And the right way to film it is in slow motion. Obviously. Because authentic ingredients make a sub above. Whether you are looking at hosting a birthday party, corporate or youth team outing, church group, or just a night out with some friends, Holy Cross Athletics has just the experience to make your event unforgettable. Holy Cross Athletics offers a number of interactive group experiences where your groups can even have the option of adding food and drinks to your experience. For more information, please call 1-844-GO-CROSS or email us at tickets at holycross.edu. 2023 Holy Cross football season ticket deposits are now on sale. Secure your seat all season long at Fit and Field with the four-time defending Patriot League champs. If you renew or purchase a new season ticket plan before April 28th, you'll be entered in a drawing for two complimentary tickets to the BC road game coming up this September, plus a drawing for pregame sideline access 
to one game at Fit and Field. Learn more about season ticket deposits at GoHolyCross.com or by calling 1-844-GO-CROSS. We welcome you back to Sater Stories presented by UMass Memorial Health. I'm Kevin Gale, joined by Holy Cross softball head coach, Kimberly Stiles. Now, coach, when I was coming up as a young broadcaster, I was the voice of the Washington Nationals affiliate, the Hagerstown Suns in Maryland. And on my way to games, I used to drive through a lovely little town tucked away in the Blue Ridge Mountains called Thurmont, Maryland. And I learned that's your hometown. Small world indeed. How did you first fall in love with softball in Thurmont? Uh, well, so I actually wanted to play baseball for a long time. <laughs> I was still playing baseball in seventh, eighth grade um, with the boys and moved up to the big field uh, playing baseball and then eventually kind of switched over to softball. But no, I, I mean, I, I think I, one of those kids who just got on the field and I absolutely loved it and, and never really looked back. And as a baseball fan, I'm sure you made it to a couple Hagerstown Suns games, right? Absolutely. And a ton <laughs> of Washington Nationals games. Yeah, it was a special time to see baseball really start to grow again in, in Washington. And of course, Baltimore Orioles already had a great footing in that area. So baseball crazed region. And you actually followed a collegiate path first to UVM in Burlington and then decided to transfer after your freshman year to Pitt. How did that decision set you on a new path toward a career in softball? Yeah, so I mean, I think being from the Big East, I had the opportunity to, or being from the East Coast, I had the opportunity to play in the Big East was just great. And uh, my sister, who's a year younger than I am, we actually played together at Pitt. So that was a big part of a big part of why I transferred to Pitt, but just being in that environment. And I love the game and never intended to be a softball coach, but it just kind of, you know, you get to your senior year and you're standing in the locker room that last game. And I realized I wasn't ready to be done. And so then I applied for some GA jobs and ended up in Texas for two years as a GA and an assistant coach. And just realized really, really quickly that softball was what I was supposed to do. And I, and I loved it. And I can't imagine doing anything else. I don't think a lot of people understand how serious the backyard brawl rivalry is between Pitt and West Virginia. You end up moving to West Virginia long-term as a head coach. What was it like being a Pitt Panther in West Virginia? Well, WVU doesn't play softball. So from a softball perspective, it wasn't, it wasn't too crazy, but I, but I got to tell you, a pit license plate holder in West Virginia is not very popular. <laughs> you had a couple head coaching stints at, at Davis and Elkins and then later at the University of Charleston in Division II, where you had great success. What was it about this opportunity, though, at Holy Cross that made you decide now was the time to take a new path? I mean, I, so I've always believed, you know, that coaches are are like student athletes and that, you know, when you find the right fit in a school, you know, it's the right fit for you. And I, I stayed in division two a long time and I went on some different interviews and saw some different campuses and had and had different opportunities, but never really felt like it was the right fit for me or the right campus. And I was happy where I was. We were winning 30, 35, 40 games a season. And then I came and interviewed at Holy Cross and within 10, 15 minutes, I was like, okay, if they offer me this job, I'm taking it. I loved wow. everything about Holy Cross and I really, really believe in what's possible here. And that for me is, is super exciting. And it just, it just clicked right away for me. Can you tell us more about some of the advantages you saw right away at Holy Cross that leads you to believe you can really build long-term success here? Yeah. So I, you know, so I think probably first off is the quality of students that Holy Cross attracts. Like the girls on the team are, the work ethic is tremendous. 
which is which is what you want to see as a coach. They're they're dedicated, they're dedicated and they're wonderful, wonderful kids. And that that comes easy at Holy Cross finding those that level of person, person first. Um, you know, and then I I think that in terms of athletics, like the facilities that we have are getting better and better. Um, the location is great. I, I think it's just it's a place where we really can continue to get better each year. And that's that's my goal. <laughs> Yeah, that seems to be a resounding chorus from a lot of coaches who have arrived at Holy Cross the last few years. And then in terms of the way softball is played at D2 as opposed to D1, are there any differences in the level of success you have to achieve on the diamond in D1? I don't think so. I mean, I, the game's the game. <laughs> I think I think it doesn't it doesn't change a whole lot. I mean, the way I run practices really is not any different. Uh, my approach to game day is not really any different. It's, it's about pitching well, playing good defense and, and hitting well. So, you know, it doesn't, doesn't really matter the level. And for you personally, coach, what have you enjoyed most about your new life here in Worcester since joining Holy Cross? I mean, I think, I, I think I've enjoyed getting out on the field for, you know, getting to play last season was huge. And that, seeing the girls see a level of success that they hadn't hadn't ever seen and that Holy Cross hadn't seen in a very long time was really exciting for me um, and was a really good kind of jumping off point for our recruiting and what we're trying to do as we move into these next couple of years. Yeah, it's been great to watch so far. Let's take one last break. When we return, we'll talk with Coach Styles about the growth of softball right here on Savior Stories. We are UMass Memorial Health. And innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Wegmans Meals to Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit mealstogo.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. The right way to top a sub is with real red wine vinegar made from red grapes and no food coloring. And the right way to film it is in slow motion, obviously. Because authentic ingredients make a sub above. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Getting that perfect slice is satisfying, fulfilling, and rewarding too. But we don't do it for fun. We do it for fresh. Slice to order makes a sub above. Holy Cross Athletics Giving Day is coming up on Friday, April 28th. Your gift to Holy Cross Athletics supports the continued development 
of our student athletes. Each and every gift, regardless of size, makes a difference. Holy Cross Athletics Giving Day, Friday, April 28th. I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, welcoming you back to Seder Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. I'm joined by Holy Cross softball head coach, Kimberly Stiles. Coach, following up on that Athletics Giving Day announcement, how important is that alumni support for your program here at Holy Cross? Yeah, I mean, I think it, it's crucial. And we are working really, really hard at trying to build some of those alumni relationships. For us as a program, the leadoff dinner in February was awesome for us. We got to meet a number of alums of the program. And for us, we're just really trying to establish those relationships. And it's been great for me to get to meet some of them. And especially the the group of women from the, the team in 1999, 2000, that was actually the only one to ever win a Patriot League championship. So, you know, that's been great to get to build some of those relationships. Oh, that's a great connection to make, especially after the success you had last year, directly tying you to that 1999 team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm excited to get to get to meet them, you know, as the year goes on. And, and hopefully those are relationships that we can just keep, keep growing. This year, we're actually celebrating the 50-year legacy of co-education at Holy Cross. How would you say opportunities for softball players have grown over the course of your career from a player to a coach? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I I would not be sitting where I am if it if it weren't for Title IX and and the opportunities that I was afforded. I think it's tremendous, especially to celebrate the anniversary because so many of the girls coming up now or even playing in college now don't have a concept or a recognition for what it was like initially for women who wanted to play college athletics. I think probably the underside of Title IX that isn't talked about a ton is the effect that it had on women as coaches and administrators hmm. in athletics. And that that's something that gets overlooked a little bit. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize that that Title IX has kind of had the offset for women working in athletics as it has for women competing in athletics. That's a good point. We talk mostly here on the podcast about the way it's affected undergraduate student athletes most. So you've seen more representation in athletic departments as you've moved further in the career. How important are you seeing that being for for young athletes coming onto campus to realize I can reach beyond just an athletic career? Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely a push now to kind of accelerate women in athletics, but, you know, also now women have less head coaches of their programs and less administrators of the women's programs than they did when Title IX was enacted because it forced so much more funding into women's sports that women left the profession and were replaced by men. So now we're seeing it where, you know, roughly 40% of women's teams have a head coach that's a female, whereas in 1972, 90% of women's teams had a female head coach. So I think we've seen more progress in the last few years as, as those numbers got worse and now they're starting to get a little bit better again. But I think it's important to just, if women want to work in the profession that we continue to encourage our student athletes, like, work hard at it. Women can coach women's sports and should coach women's sports in, in a significant number. Absolutely. And we have more eyeballs on women's sports, especially at the D1 level now more than ever before. I feel like I've seen more collegiate softball on ESPN, ABC, bigger networks the last couple of years. People are making a bigger emphasis to push the women's game in terms of taking the entire sport of softball now to the next level. What needs to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think the viewership of softball on ESPN, ESPN Plus, the SEC network is insane. I mean, I think 
there's like 77 games or something on tonight. I saw when I looked at the ESPN wow. app this afternoon, because I was trying to find out which game, which conference opponents were playing today. And there was something like 70 something games happening this evening that are on one of the ESPN platforms. So that's tremendous. I think it gives young girls an amazing opportunity to see the game at a high level and and it it's insane for the sport and the viewership of the World Series every year keeps keeps going up and up. And of course, you can catch every Holy Cross softball game in the Patriot League on ESPN plus this season. How great is that visibility, not just for your players and their families, but for recruits as well looking in at your program? Yeah, I think I think tremendous. We have we have a ton of recruits, you know, tuning in to watch us every weekend. Um, ones who've already committed to Holy Cross that are watching our games, but also ones who are interested in Holy Cross that want to watch our dynamic on the field. Um, they want to see, you know, what does this team actually look like? How do they play? You know, what does their offense look like? And I think being able to to play on ESPN Plus every weekend is is tremendous for us. Awesome. Coach, this has been great. Before we let you go, we always wrap up our coaching shows with a set of rapid fire questions. So please give us the first thing that comes to mind. Here we go. Favorite softball player all time? Uh, probably Taryn Mowat from Arizona. Dogs or cats? Oh, I have two dogs and two cats. Oh boy. 50-50. <laughs> okay. We won't make you choose. Um, if you weren't a coach, what would be your job? Uh, I would have been a speechwriter, a political speechwriter. Wow. Twitter or Instagram? Eh, probably Twitter. When you're not coaching, what's your hobby? Running or reading. That answers my next question. TV or book? Yeah, probably books, unless it's softball or baseball on TV. <laughs> what's your favorite book or maybe the last book that you read? The last book I read was The Time Traveler's Wife. My favorite book is The Kite Runner. Favorite place to vacation? The beach, anywhere the beach. Favorite spot on Holy Cross's campus? The softball field. Of course. And last but not least, what's the best part of your job? The student athletes. Coach Stiles, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you and your team all the best. It's been great to watch you so far. Keep up the great work and uh, we'll see you out there this spring. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And my thanks to everyone for tuning in to Seder Stories. I'm Kevin Gale. Go Cross Go. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seder Stories presented by UMass Memorial Health. Stay in the loop on all things Holy Cross athletics at GoHolyCross.com and at GoHolyCross on Facebook. Twitter, and Instagram. Go Cross Go!